This is The Drive with A.D. and Raf on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we are back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. It is Friday. Before we hop on to the next topic, I just want to send our prayers and thoughts out to Maui and Hawaii and all the yeah, stuff man. that's taking place there. I, Like you know, I don't watch much of the news, so I saw a post from one of our good buddies that posted and just the devastation there. I looked into it, and I was just like, that's just so horrible, so... Sending prayers out to, I think it's Lahini, I believe is the town. So it's, there's that tree that's been there for, and I know we're, I mean, we're obviously first, yeah, like you mentioned, there's that tree, but more importantly than a tree, over 50 something lives lost, you know? So, um, um, Aaron Wills, who, um, played here at Nebraska defensive end, of course, uh, Riolas, uh, not sure they're from that part. I know they're not from that part, the big area, but that's still their homeland. Yep. And, you know, so, um, I was watching, and Raph knows that's one of my things I do watch. I watch the evening news at 5.30. I um, say, no, AD, we're not doing this. Don't do it, AD, but at 5.30 is when I kind of catch up on what's going on. And just seeing the devastation, they were showing the before and afters. It literally looked like a bomb went off. Yeah. Uh, so the, the, the lives that were lost, number one, obviously you, you hate to see the historical landmarks that were destroyed, uh, but those are at the same time, it's not taking significance away from those, but those are buildings. You know, I'm talking about the 50 plus, and they're still going to find more. Yeah. You know, the lives that were lost, the devastation there. So uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to everyone over uh, in Hawaii, all those impacted by it. Uh, just a horrible, Jeez. Uh, horrible situation over there. Total, total damage estimates eight to ten billion dollars. Good lord, in damage. Wow. My goodness. And it's not like I mean they can get. I mean you're thinking something that's on a you know it's a five hour flight from the mainland to get there. So you as far as even just the you know, just the logistics of getting help and aid over there yeah. is going to be a, a massive yeah. uh um um feed itself. You know, obviously it'll get over there. Yeah. But it's the logistics of all that is just, just everything just like being that it's like it's a touristy location. You know, yeah. there are movies filmed there in that area and stuff like that. So it's like uh just horrible. Yeah. Really, really scary. Uh guys, while we do have a moment Definitely want to shout out good friend Kendall Warnock at A1 Automotive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've, we've talked about it a couple times over the last few days, but he's doing something really cool and, and partnering with us here at The Ticket in order to help. Uh, 402-464-5685. If you or you know somebody that needs some help with some school supplies, school's coming up, uh, you know, if, if you know somebody that is just struggling, obviously we everybody has a story. And so if you know somebody that's uh, that's needs a little extra help around this time of the year as, as school is coming up and they need some help for school supplies, send us a text, send us their name, how to get in contact with them, and uh, what what Kendall and his guys at A One Automotive are going to do? They're they're offering Walmart gift cards mm. for for school supplies. So you send us the nominations, and we'll make sure that we get in touch with the correct person, and and we figure out a way to just help out uh, people. You know, as as school is, is right around the corner, if not already started for some, 
and uh, and and you, you might just need a little extra help or somebody that, that's close to you, somebody that you know. And a huge shout out to to our guy Kendall and and all of the all of the team at uh, A One Automotive for for their support through, for not only for the station but also for the community. You know, Kendall and his entire team, his wife and the whole team there, Kurt, all the guys at A One are always yeah. about the community. Oh yeah. You know, a, a big shout out to A One Auto and uh, Kendall. Those guys for giving back. Uh, for doing that so huge shout out to them mm-hmm. you guys I, it just dawned on me and i was coming flying back yesterday just read the news in chicago i was in chicago for about two and a half hours for a layover there dude okay this is means nothing here or there but it shows you the lack of workers that are out there you see guys like kendall who's always looking to help and get people to work they stopped serving breakfast at the o'hare airport like at nine dang <laughs> the only place that was serving anything breakfast related was mcdonald's yeah but i went to the little Little restaurant I go to in Terminal F all the time. There's that McDonald's that sits. I know that place called my head. It sits right on the corner there. Then there's an Applebee's that's right there. Uh, or TC, TGBI, whatever the heck it's called. TGI Fridays? No, it's actually called, what's the one with the little peppers? Chili's. 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 Got a Chili's right there. And then around the other corner, there's another restaurant. They were serving hamburgers at 930. Yummy. I was like, Dang. man, I don't want no hamburger, man. Well, if you're at Tiburon, I'd probably have a hamburger at 930. Those were yeah. nice. Yeah. So, those were good. Yes. Those so I just good. stood in line and, and got some, uh, <laughs> I just stood in line and got a McMuffin, you know, or a, 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 a McGriddle <laughs> is what I got. Oh, yeah. McGriddle. McGriddle. Mm, yeah, I got McGriddle. a McGriddle. Little, little greasy. Yeah. A little slippery. Yeah, a little slippery. <laughs> a little slippery. A little slippery. <laughs> on your fingers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they don't stay in your stomach long either. Put it that way. <laughs> a little greasy. Oh, Very man. slippery and greasy. <laughs> and I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> like going down the hallway with Crisco. <laughs> I was like, that was good. 33 minutes later. <laughs> That was not good. That was not good. Check, please. That's awesome. That's great. But I was thinking yesterday, obviously yesterday's being Friday, but I was thinking, man, we have 21 days today, 20 days until kickoff. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, three weeks, 20 days from now, 21 days from now. Well, actually, no. We'll be celebrating a victory. We're going to know. We're going to have a pretty good – I can't say – I don't want to take it pretty good. You don't know everything in one game. But you're going to know a lot in one game. I'll put it that way. You're going to see if, uh, where, where they're at in, in many aspects. Uh, you can see, and if you haven't watched it yet on YouTube, you've got to watch the, um, uh, the, the docu- not documentary. They're doing kind of a diary of Nebraska football. Uh, the first one, and Raph, I appreciate you sending that to me uh, about a week ago. Um, and I watched it, and it's called Nebraska Football's A Look In. And was episode one was called Building a Brotherhood. So if you get a chance, go to YouTube and type in Nebraska football's A Look In. It's about 30 minutes long, and it shows everything from they checked into camp, uh, some of the meals they were eating, practices, live scrimmage. They had some fun as well. I, I won't give it away, but they were having some fun there too. I think those days are done now. <laughs> They're still going to have fun, but you, how much do you think Rule has kicked up a notch? I know we have just a few minutes before we hit in the history, but Raph, you're thinking – you got three weeks out. What are you doing right now? I would think that after this week, I, I'm assuming they'll probably scrimmage on Saturday. If I was a guessing man, scrimmage tomorrow, and then come next week, you start installation for Minnesota, I would think. And then yeah. with the – so you got three – you're three weeks out, basically three weeks out. I would think 
you're installing for Minnesota and then may maybe maybe you're you're installing a little bit for Colorado too. I don't know with this being the first game yeah. of the era if it was like if he had a year or two under his belt, I think you'd probably starting to do a little bit of Colorado prep just to have it ready to go cuz you'd have to look at Jackson State film. Yeah. Because nothing I guess like you mentioned there's no film at Colorado. Yeah. And I'm sure all the analysts and stuff have already watched every game of every team we're going to play this year and and along the teams that they've coached the Jackson State of course. And but I would I would assume that next week you start installation for Minnesota and then maybe if they're if they're they could start looking a little bit at Colorado but I'm assuming they want the team completely focused on Minnesota. <laughs> Nick, what do you think? There, there's no, there's no, there's no room uh, to, I think, worry about anybody else other than Minnesota yeah. right now, right? Because you know, if you're if you start zero and one, you're gonna say, well, maybe we should. You, I, I don't think you want to have this mentality after the game or the potential of, man, we should have prepared more. Maybe right. we should have focused only on Minnesota. Yeah. So I think I think you only got to worry about Minnesota here. You got to worry about going one and zero, and then you worry about Colorado. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously there's gonna be a lot of excitement. Uh, and, and anticipation for Colorado, um, but man, that that Minnesota game, as I've said, yeah. I would rather have that game against Minnesota than Colorado. Yeah, I would too because you know what you're preparing for with yeah. Colorado. I mean, you're you're guessing. Yeah, I mean, you're literally guessing on what you're going to do with Minnesota. And again, like I, I was just kind of looking at it from being three weeks that mm-hmm. you probably Minnesota. You know, if you have. If you lock in a week and a half, two weeks out and go all Minnesota, but I was thinking like maybe next week, beginning of the week, if, you know, you could maybe do a little bit of Colorado just to put it in their heads a little bit. But but I just, I don't know if three three weeks of all install just for Minnesota, I don't know that, I don't know if that's too much. I, I just think also Minnesota, the reason I think I, I said that Minnesota is more important to me personally, obviously it's a conference game, so that plays a part. If you want to have this, I don't know, some would call it a pipe dream of, of competing or winning the Big Ten West, then you're going to have to beat Minnesota. Uh, mm-hmm. Minnesota's also a team that's beaten you the last four years and five out of the last six times. So you you, gotta, you, you need to start 1-0, and you don't want to go out, look flat, look incompetent, come back and say, man, we should have prepared more. Yeah, this is the one game. There'll be no with, sh- there'll be no shortage of preparation. Well, along game. along with bye weeks, there's no excuse not to be prepared yeah. for the first game of the season. I I agree with you, Nick. And um, again, this is just looking from afar, and um, and not even far. You know, the, our our team that's down there all the time, that's that's watching practices and everything else, and a few of the guys uh, that I know that are down there. I don't see Rule being the type of guy that's going to leave a rock mm-hmm. or any stone unturned when it comes to preparation. Again, that's yet to be seen. And what that, what that translate to on game days, and uh, like I said, uh, three weeks from t- uh, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, but I think those guys are going full bore. I think even I was listening to his uh, listening to him, uh, talk last night on the news. Even again, this doesn't equate to wins, but even the tone of his voice has changed a little bit. You can tell it's getting closer to showtime, yeah. and they the, the intensity is picked up. Um, I know the preparation, the details, and you're really man, you're you're separating the ballers. Who wants to be out here? And and, it's, and Raph, like you mentioned in his speech, again, folks, go and definitely go and watch that on YouTube because you can just see and hear just even in his voice, man. I, he goes, "I'm going with gamers, man." 
Yeah. I'm going with gamers, you know, and I think it's a far cry different story that we've heard in the past. Um, again, does it equate to wins? We don't know. Um, but the intensity has definitely picked up for sure. Yeah. Yep. Nick, have well, you been, you, well, you've been, we were down there when? I, I, the last time I was down there was Tuesday for, for practice. Um, what, what was your thoughts? Well, I mean, uh, honestly, the, so they're, I mean, they're not showing a whole lot, which right. is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really paid attention Tuesday to what groups guys were in. And, and what I mean by that is who's the first running back? Who's who's Jeff Sims handing the ball off to? Who's Heinrich Harburg, who's technically the backup right now? Who's the number two guy, right? So that's what I was paying attention to. I think something that you said, A.D., um, where it's his tone has changed because it's getting closer to showtime. Because all the things that you said in the offseason don't matter if you come out on Saturday against Correct. Minnesota right. and you look flat. Dang right. Yep. None of it matters anymore. Because mm-hmm. after that Minnesota game, or if Nebraska goes 0-2 to start the season, Matt Rule's not able to get up on that podium and say, hey, we did a lot of good things in the offseason. Because yep. then the the rebuttal, and rightfully so, is going to be, well, where's it at? Where's it at? Yep. What, what are you talking about? We have got, as Nebraska fans, I'm just going to be very blunt, we have gotten coal in our stockings for the past number of years, <laughs> you know, to where it was like it was built. I mean, it was like it was built up to the big day of Christmas, and then you open the stocking, the game is played, and it's like this is coal. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, I just I just think too that it's a lot of people ask. So what what is what is going to make the Nebraska fan base happy or whatever? And I I just keep on going back. They've got to pass the eye test, like. Yeah. If you if you watch the game and you come out feeling sour, then that's going to upset the fan base. Yeah. I mean, I know wins wins are important and winning is you know what what they are here for and to do. Yeah. But say they don't win the game, but if they pass the eye test, like okay, this is a team that's going to make some noise. I think you can live with that. But if they don't pass the eye test, yeah, then the heat probably gets turned up right away. I mean, you don't you hate to see it that way after one game, but. But Nebraska fans are so starved for just, you know, a competent, you know. You took the words right out of my mouth, my mouth, Raph. Competence. If they come out looking incompetent and ill-prepared, that's going to infuriate me. Yeah. Yep. And I'm like I said, I want wins. We all want wins. Yep. But dang it, if you come out and get beat and you look incompetent, mm-mm. well, and, that, and that's what I told actually when I was on the, when I was on the mic with uh, Jay and, and Strick on on Wednesday, I think Raph was on this part too, is there's a very good chance being in the Big Ten Conference where it's just competitive and physical type of football that if Nebraska goes out there, looks disciplined, and, and only commits, you know, two penalties, they don't turn the ball over, you know, that maybe they have one turnover, Minnesota beats them by three on a last, last second field goal, you tip your cap and say, all right, you were just better than us today. Yeah. But if you turn over the football oh. three, four times in a game, all starts. You, have, you, have, you have pre-snap penalties. <laughs> yeah. You look up and you have fit, you know you, you know you committed thirteen penalties for one hundred and seven or one hundred and five yards. Well, then you're going to be able to look that yeah. look back and go, all right, well that lost us the game. That lost us the game, yeah. and Minnesota just didn't do that. Right, yeah, same same exact reasons Nebraska's been getting beat for five plus years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same exact reasons. Um, I think once again, it's 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 okay. Maybe if Nebraska loses to Minnesota, if it's in the way of you were disciplined. If they pass the eye test. Exactly. Exactly. I can take competitive. Well, folks, we'll be back with some history time. I'll be excited to hear that song. Obviously, some more sports. we got some guests (laughs) at 9 o'clock as well. And then after 9 o'clock, we will hop right back into Nebraska football and see who's making some noise. We'll be right back, folks. This is The Drive with Nick Raff. We're here at the Mothership, 937 to Ticket. We'll be right back.